This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Seven two seven back. <laughs> what a what a fun fun day it is, you know. Because it's a, it's sort of for Pat and Stu, you know. It's the last day we do this on the, and then there's like a that's true. A big uh, I don't know what we do on Friday. Something spectacular though. This is a spectacular recap of great moments from the week. Wow, um, and it, wow. it a spectacular doesn't even do it justice. Mm-hmm. A, am I right? Oh, are you kidding uh, me? I mean, it's, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, yes. Right, so, Jeffy. Right, right. Jeffy, take oh, this one. You take it. Oh, Here, take Pat, it. What they do is they take some of the best parts mm-hmm. of the show, of the show, previous shows, right? Shows, mm-hmm. not they, this one. They put yes, them together, sir, but previous. Mm-hmm. And, and they air them on mm. Friday. Holy cow! That yeah, sounds good. That's good. Wow, so that's coming tomorrow. But today oh, wow. is a brand new program, <laughs> uh, and we're going to start with uh, something we talked about on radio today. Why would um, we do that? Randy Evans, who is a uh, RNC a Rules Committee Why? member. Why would we do it? That's a good question. Uh, one of the issues he this is mm-hmm. kind of a, this is made big news yesterday, and there is a clarification on it. So let's watch. The it clip. did, but it's still bad. But take watch. a look. What I do expect to happen is this, yes, is that if Donald Trump exceeds yeah. 1,100 votes, he will become the nominee. Even though he may not have 1237. What? If he gets less than a thousand delegates, mm-hmm. then I think we're looking at a contested convention that could go on for many, many days. And then in the middle, there's that gray area between a thousand and eleven hundred. And that's where the unbound delegates or the delegates that have been released by other candidates come into play to see if there are enough of those to get either Cruz or Trump over the finish line. And this is, so this was controversial because he's a rules committee member and the idea mm-hmm. was is he saying they might change the rules to make 1100 the threshold that would be a huge story uh, and no one's talked about that possibility yet does not seem like and he's now clarified he said he said all i'm saying is if he gets to 1100 he's going to be close enough to get the delegates needed to get over 1237 but that's um, he doesn't know that no i mean he's making a prediction right he's, he's a pundit on a show and and he's not saying there's some RNC rule that means you get to 1100 and you get them. He's just saying this is what I think is the number. I don't now, like him. We've I talked don't to, like that guy. <laughs> we've talked to Sean like Trendy uh, was the guy we've had on. Um, mm-hmm. And he was, I think his number was about 100 away. He thought it was, if he's within 100, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be able to pick those people up. Um, you know, uh, I, I've heard uh, some people say they think the number is uh, more like 1175. Um, you know, right now, he, he's not there. I've heard some people say the number's more like 1235, so he could pick up an extra two delegates. So if he's he's within two, he could pick up another couple and then win. 
I don't. I've not heard anything that. short of that. Is this he Pat Poll? He doesn't win analysis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Pat Poll. Pat I think Poll's back, and it's pissed off. <laughs> the Pat Poll, so. from what I understand, said that he'd have to get all the delegates to get to be president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, uh, did at one time. I don't think yeah. he can get that. He can't get that. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's a there's some sort of we we keep right now again. I've been harping on this for the past week or so. We all feel good right now. Oh, Let's no. not project it. I know, Jeffy that. hates this. Jeffy mm-hmm. hates this talk. Mm-hmm. We all feel good right now. Mm-hmm. Let's project it into the future a little bit when Donald Trump has won six states in a row, potentially, mm-hmm. or five out of six, or four out of six. Uh, and this is only a couple weeks away. And then, in addition to that, mm-hmm. think of Donald Trump. He's now seen that he's lo- lost all these delegates. He's mm-hmm. now seen that Cruz is better than him. Mm-hmm. He's now going to go and pay people to make him better, you'd think. If he has any level of confidence, he's going to pay people to make uh, his process better. And the other thing is where Cruz will not cross uh, lines of integrity to win these, inde- these delegates over. He'll go over and say, look, we're the right candidate. We're going to do the right thing right. for America. We're going to shrink government. He'll, he'll go to, on an ideological level to these people and say, I know you're a hard worker for this government. You care about what happens uh, to the country. Here's what I will do as president and try to win them over. Mm-hmm. Trump is absolutely not above flying people to Mar-a-Lago for six months, right? Mm-hmm. Like he'll do whatever he has to. And when he de- realizes he thinks he's going to have to do that, I mean, he's, been, he's admitted he's done this his whole life, buy mm-hmm. politicians off. He's going to go to these people and give them offers they can't refuse. And this is why it's important to get as many of these people as possible on record as not opposing Trump as early as possible. Because if he's 50 away, he's going to go in there and buy all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to offer them all uh, ambassador jobs or jobs at Trump uh, Corporation uh, working for Ivanka. Uh, and uh, they're all there's going to be enough people in this realm that will go along with it if he's close. Yeah, I you know, I, right. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to think of it. I don't like to think. Yeah, about here's it. here's what we can do that is not think of it anymore. Let's just think Cruz is going to win again. Yeah. OK. Cruz I'm got good with that. Up, Pat. And I and I will say the Cruz not it, Cruz is amazingly unconcerned about the next six states. Now he thinks he's got a shot in a couple of them, like uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania. Uh, he's he's with in some polls. He's within a couple of points. I of think Trump he does have a shot. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think with the delegates, he's in even better shape in a state like Pennsylvania. Uh, even if Trump wins it. Even if he wins it's the popular like a delegate. vote, uh, yeah, it's a delegate again, deal, and mm-hmm. and he knows how to do the he knows how to play that game. Only so, seventeen of the delegates uh, are related to, are bound to, to the, the state vote, mm-hmm. right? So he is confident that even if he loses all six, he still wins this thing on the second ballot at the convention, which I you know that gives me great hope well, and, I, and com- comfort. Here's what I just frankly. did: I did a quick you know analysis of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so ninety five. Uh, delegates in New York. I had seventy-four twenty-one um, going for uh, Donald Trump. That's probably low. Yeah. Uh, being a little optimistic here on the Cruz side, I think. Um, Connecticut, I had eighteen ten for Trump. Uh, Delaware, sixteen for uh, for Trump because mm-hmm. winner take all. Maryland, uh, I had twenty-five thirteen for Trump. So that's probably too optimistic for Trump because Cruz is doing better in the polls there than I thought. This is I did this about a week ago. Pennsylvania, I had about even. Rhode Island, 12-7, probably even. Indiana, Cruz winning Indiana. Went mm-hmm. through the rest of the calendar, you know, kind of on that same front, and came up with 11-48 for Trump, 8-62 for Cruz. Um, so 11-48 is right in that area where he could do He's within 100, but on the low side of that, mm. can he do it? Uh, he might be able to. Um, and this is, again, I, 
I could be wrong on a lot of these things. I mean, I'm just guessing. You know, yeah. we're just we're just yeah. totally. And in some of it, I was. It, Remember that, Stu. That's good. Good input to the show, there, Jeffy. Yeah, it was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was good, Jeffy. Just remember, you're just guessing. Sick of those numbers. I will say that I. Yeah. I specifically said I was just guessing. That was actually my input to the show, and then you just repeated it. <laughs> but he didn't want you to forget it. Uh, all right. All you okay. did was even though me you remember the offered thing that I the said. information, he didn't want you to somewhere down the line forget it, and neither do I. So well, remember good. that. Stu. Okay, I will remember okay. what I said on the air. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jeffy, for that uh, input. It's. It's not joking. You know, it's just, it's just a it's just a difficult situation. It is because we don't want Trump to be president, and we don't want him to win the nomination because he'll lose the general election. And then you got Hillary Clinton. I mean, I mean, it is such a terrible situation we find ourselves in. If Cruz doesn't win this race, I, I mean, I don't know what to do. I guess I'm going to vote for Farley Anderson. This if is Cruz your guy. Wins the, he's my guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's with the. What's the party that he's with? Um, we were looking at and, uh, third party candidates, by the way. Uh, Farley mm-hmm. apparently running for the Independent American Party. The Independent American. Full disclosure: Farley's been at my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cruz was at Glenn's Cruz, house. Cruz has been to Glenn's. You got Farley house. Anderson. Farley Anderson's now, been at my house. Was he running? Was he at your house because he was running for president? No, he, no he not just, at like, the time. Sleeping over. Not at the time. I think he was sleeping over. I, <laughs> okay. Slumber I think it was party. some homeschool thing or something. Oh, okay. So he's involved I, I, in this homeschool I thing. I think it was, yeah. And <laughs> But he's a good guy. That's cool. He's a good guy. And he is actually running. He is. Uh, we mm-hmm. were looking at, you know, kind of down-ballot type of guys. Because, I mean, if, if Cruz is not able to pull this off uh, and it goes to Trump somehow, which is, you know, certainly very possible. He's still the favorite, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, although his, his odds, which were one, at once um, in, in uh, gambling parlance, minus 600, which is like one to six. Uh, wow! You know, like so, basically, you know, so it was you bet six hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars on him. Yeah. So like they're yeah. not, they really think it's happening right now. Hillary Clinton is minus eight hundred, I think. So you have to bet eight hundred dollars to win a hundred on Hillary. Um, at one point, he, he was that. Now it's back to basically even odds. It's minus one thirty, which is minus one hundred is would be even odds. Um, so it's just a little bit less than even. Um, where Cruz is, I think, two or three to one, and Kasich is actually still seven to one. That makes me think they're. Something's going on with that, but mm-hmm. I mean, that, that surprised me. Seven to one for Kasich. The guy, he can't even pass Marco Rubio. He should be a billion to one. Yeah. I mean, come on. A billion that, to one is about right. That's ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, so uh, his, his odds have gone the wrong way for him recently, um, but still, he's still the favorite. Mm-hmm. Still the favorite. Mm-hmm. He's got six states in a row that are pretty favorable to him. Uh, Indiana, I think, is, is going to wind up being a must win for Ted Cruz. Uh, I think very much so, and uh, and so actually he's very much ahead, right, in polling. Uh, I don't know. There's not that much polling really there. I, there's I, not. It's a good state for him. Although people are saying that you know there's some good states right around there that are good for bordering states that are good, that have been good for Trump. Yeah. But it's 57 delegates winner uh, winner take most. So I think it's winner take. It usually means by congressional district. Is there a um, threshold that you have to get up above to win them all, or is uh, that even possible? I, mean, I can look it up. I don't you know. know. It's too far ahead. I, okay. I don't know it yet. Um, but I can look it up. Hmm. Uh, that's sheer incompetence, too. Wait, that um, I don't know Indiana's <laughs> in, in delegate rules. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know the sheer incompetence. Uh, unadulterated incompetence. It's an open primary. Okay. Uh, it is 57 delegates. Ten for are for the um, mm. state. 27 for nine congressional districts. So uh, 
each one gets the uh, you know, nine. If you win a district, you get all three in that district. Okay. Then there's three RNC members, which is pretty much the state every case everywhere, and mm-hmm. then 17 bonus, which uh, I guess maybe is, is another state situation. I don't I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, there you go. 17 bonus. Hmm. 17 bonus. So my guess is if get, you win the state, you get you're probably getting 27. Is there a phone a friend delegate? Uh, yeah. Is there? You get to phone a friend, and they okay. will tell you who to vote for. All right. Mm-hmm. That's, so. that's part of the Indiana process. Indiana's got some interesting rules. 888-727-BECK. Also, uh, Red State has fired back at a furious Sean Hannity. Uh, you're actively helping Trump. Now, I mean, I, I don't know if this was the article that, that uh, Glenn was referring to when he was talking about my Facebook post last night. Oh, so I actually it? talked about the Hannity thing. Oh, right? you did? Yeah, I did. I, I just Is said, that what you ranted about? Uh, but wow. I thought it was pretty nice about this. Okay. I, I, I wasn't, I didn't call Sean names. I, you know, no, no, no. I, I just said it's time. That. You know, it's silly. Everybody knows the deal with him. You know, he's for Trump. I mean, we all know your friends or, you know, you've got this longstanding relationship. Whatever the deal is. Mm-hmm. But, but you defend him relentlessly. Um... And then you kind of attack Cruz or spin Cruz or believe the anti-Cruz stuff and then hit Cruz with it if and when he ever comes on. You know, I, we know what the deal is. It's time to fess up. Was kind of my point. really. This yeah. is interesting. I got. I got to go read this because uh, I mean, to fess up. I think I, I, largely what you're saying uh, is true. I think Hannity. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say Hannity does take that position, and I think always has. Of not necessarily in outwardly endorsing a candidate or, or you know, necessarily advocating. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. wants to have mm-hmm. these everybody on, and he t- he see, he'll take any interview when it comes to one of these candidates. Yes, I and I believe that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, he uh, he came up with this excuse with yes. uh, with red state or whatever that I offer equal time to everybody. Well, okay, that doesn't mean you're you're. You're, you don't have a, a, a dog in the, in the race. Right. It's not, it's not about the clock, you know, right? It's, I mean, yeah, it's not know, about like offering, we went, We've offered time to Donald Trump. Yeah. He's not taking it because we're going right. to destroy him if he comes on. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you've offered time and you, and you lob one candidate softballs underhanded and you throw fastballs at the other guy's head, one of them's not going to want to come on as much as the other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, I, and I will say that, you know, I have not. I don't watch Sean Hannity's show every day. I don't listen to the show, you know, every day. Obviously, we're, we're working. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, what I've heard from him is he, he definitely does, it, to my outsider view, seem like he's pro-Trump. I, I haven't necessarily heard him as utterly anti-Cruz. I'm like, I, I don't see him as, like, a Breitbart, which will they'll take every single story and spin it negatively on Cruz. I've, I've heard him take some shots yeah. at Cruz, which I yeah. don't understand, saying that the dirty trick stuff and letting that stuff breathe more than it should because a lot of it was nonsense. But he definitely seems to prefer Trump, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's the wrong viewpoint for a conservative to have. And, you know, but that's my opinion. He freaking he's got a much bigger show than I, you know, than than I would have. I mean, you know, he's mm-hmm. a he's a you know he's a he's been around for a long time, and he's got a big audience, and you know, it's what he thinks is the right thing to do. I mean, but I I don't understand why. Like this, well, I don't take sides at all. I mean, I, I don't think that that's accurate. Yeah, that's not accurate. I mean, and Russia, even at some level, I think has been favorable to Trump, but he, yeah, yeah, uh, to a lesser extent than uh-huh. than, than Sean. I think um, so too. But you know, Levin and Glenn have been uh, obviously advocating pretty strongly for Cruz. Yeah, uh, but they admit it, right? But they admit mm-hmm. it. they admit uh, it. That's your line, essentially. That's that's yeah. what's bothering you about. Yeah, yes, and I think a lot of people yeah. fast up to it. I mean, come on. You know, it's know. okay. I, I, he said on the air one day that he can't think of a single issue, and I write about this on the Facebook post. Uh, he can't think of a single issue where Donald Trump is not conservative. I, that that's <laughs> what? 
Let me help you out with that. Come on, uh, Universal health care. There's one just right off the top of my head, and there's others that I, I list on the Facebook posting. Oh, so I mean, we've been going over check them that for, out. for how Yeah, long? For, for months, since last August, at least, June. Yeah, and I think, like, the Rush, Rush has said this many times on the air. Um, I've seen this in clips the Blaze has covered and, and other websites have covered, where he said, look, Cruz is undoubtedly the most conservative. Correct. Yeah. And Donald Trump does not think in terms of ideology. He doesn't actually have an ideology. I, I, I believe that. And I think he's. I act, do believe I, that. I, I believe that as well. Like I don't. I don't think that. You know, while I think he believes a lot of liberal things, and that any conservative talk radio member of an audience would say this guy's a liberal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's completely fair to call Donald Trump a liberal. I think more than anything else, he's just doing what he feels like at the time. Like it's not really like. It, it's not like he. Where, like, Rand Paul comes on the air and he's like, I, he has, he drips of small government. I mean, it's what he lives, it's his entire life has been about mm-hmm. that. Ted Cruz just believes to his soul in the value of the Constitution and knows it front to back. Every issue he sees through that prism first. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is like, ah, I don't know. I mean, ethanol, he probably has never even thought of ethanol subsidies until he was in Iowa and had someone come up to me and say, we really need that ethanol money, and then came out and said, well, if Cruz wants to get rid of the ethanol money, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. In fact, I'm going to up the ethanol subsidies. I mean, the trade mm-hmm. issue, he is to the left of everyone, potentially with the exception of Bernie Sanders. But he's definitely to the left of Hillary Clinton on trade. Definitely. No doubt about it. I mean, that's an amazing statement mm-hmm. to, to, to make. Mm-hmm. The guy is, uh, I mean, while he's, uh, you know, you could argue he's good on the border, he's, he wasn't very recently. And, you know, Sean Hannity knows that. I mean, Sean Hannity knows mm-hmm. this guy supported the freaking Dream Act. Sean Hannity knows that mm-hmm. he was saying you can't deport people in 2012. Sean Hannity knows that he was uh, saying that Mitt Romney was too tough on illegal immigration and that the party could never grow because he was so mean to Hispanics. This guy was saying all of these things really recently, like during the second term of Barack Obama recently. Now, you might believe he's had this incredible change of heart and believe him on those issues. And I think that's kind of what Sean is doing. He's taking him at his word right now. Right now, he says, I'm conservative on these things. I believe you, Don. And he has a relationship with a guy. And, you know, that mm-hmm. might, you know, you know, maybe he, you know, he, he has a level of confidence in him that I don't, obviously. Uh, but uh, to say that you can't find things that are, he's, I mean, he's outwardly telling you he's still for eminent domain. He's outwardly telling you he's still for raising subsidies for many different things. Mm-hmm. He's outwardly telling you those things currently. Uh, he's outwardly to the left on Hillary, than, uh, of Hillary Clinton on trade right now, today. Uh, so, I mean, the, these aren't things that were, you could, you could make Donald Trump into a hardcore leftist by just taking things he's currently admitting to. Which you can't possibly consider to be the full puzzle. I mean, just what he's saying right now is not how you judge a candidate. We have all done this. I mean, one of the guys who taught us the most about looking into the history of candidates was Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity is the guy who Mm -hmm. brought up the Reverend Wright stuff. He's the guy I Mm -hmm. would say is responsible for bringing that into our our view. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I learned it from. At least nationally. At least nationally. I mean, I remember him. T- I didn't. I remember hearing the videos for the first time uh, on his radio and television shows. And that's going back again. Like that's going back to. It's not stuff that Barack Obama is admitting to today. I mean, he was not saying he believed that stuff today. You had to go back into his history. And again, he wasn't even at those services he claims. Right. Right. Like I mean, right. this stuff is stuff Donald Trump is saying on television himself. Yeah. It's I- not. A, it's not someone tied to Donald Trump. He's saying it himself on television. 
You have to put that into the equation, I would think. I, but, I, mean, I don't know, think so. He does but, his own show. Yeah. Obviously. But I, I would prefer him just saying, look, I'm, I'm a Trump guy. Me too. And you know what? I think he's the best guy. And, and you know, too. you guys don't know him like I do. I think that's, uh, while I would not be comfortable casting my vote based on that, at least it would give me something, I think, that a little bit more understandable about it. Yes. You know? And I think that's kind of Red State's point. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's uh, Pat and Stu. And right now, our friends at My Patriot Supply have really good food to keep you prepared in a real emergency. Where is it? Good stuff. How about this? Why do they bring out the bags and not the I cooked know. food? I'm tired of that. Come on, bring us some food uh, from My Patriot Supply because it's delicious. And like for instance, you can get pizza. You want to eat cracked wheat when you have an emergency, or do you want pizza? I want Me? pizza. I want pizza. I want pizza. Yeah. And right now, get a two-week emergency food supply for only 50 bucks. I mean, you take your family out to Chili's one time, you're going to spend $50. More than that. Yeah. Um, and this is food that's made from the yep. highest quality ingredients. It tastes incredible. Plus, uh, all their food lasts for, what, 25 years? So, I mean, like, yes. it's going to be around for a while. You don't have to worry about rotating it in and out and eating it whenever. You just mm -hmm. have it there. It's available for the emergency. For the emergency. And if, I don't know. If you're like me... You realize you need to take care of your family in an emergency, but you're not mm -hmm. going to go crazy and build like a storage house in the back of your yard or giant shed to, to store food. What I'm going to do is I want to get the easy, simple solution, and my Patriot Supply has that. They have all the other stuff too. Yeah, uh, I mean you can go as deep as you want on this, but you got to do at least the first step. We're talking 50 bucks for two weeks of food, limit two per call. It's just so much time. easier. Just so much easier. So call them at 888-893-9140, or you can order online if you want at preparewiththeblaze.com. It's 888-893-9140, or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and, kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond and they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's gotta be a better way. There is real estate agents. I trust.com. Uh, Kobe Bryant's last game was last night. And yeah, I got, I got into it. He went out in a pretty spectacular way. I'm yeah, I was actually really excited to watch the NBA last night. Um, yeah. Because, and I'm not a... Oh, did the, the, did the State uh, Warriors, Warriors win? Had as well. They went for win number 73, which they, they achieved. They did win. Wow. Um, so they set a record for all-time wins. And then Kobe Bryant's last game. And I would say, if you're asking me priority, I would probably say I want to watch the Warriors go for 73 wins. And then I want to check in on the Kobe thing, see how he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I said to Pat yesterday, I'm like, I just hope they give him the ball every time and just let him shoot it every time. I just want to see that Yeah, you, you said he should go for 100. Go for 100. Try to beat Wilt. Because he has, people don't realize that he has the second highest scoring total of all time. 81. After Wilt. He had 81. And um, last night, he got 60% of the way to 100. Yeah. So. He scored 60. And points. if you watch the game, because I want to pretty, pretty quickly, middle of the first quarter or so, the Warriors thing got out of hand. I mean, it was an amazing first quarter. Wow. Uh, Steph Curry started bombing threes. They got they took a big lead. 
So that game became uninteresting fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, it looked like they, there was no chance uh, the Grizzlies were going to come back. So I, I was, I really jazz. got locked into the uh, well. Was Kobe was playing the Jazz. Oh, um, so it really got. I oh, got into the right. Kobe game pretty quickly, <clears throat> and uh, he started off just awful. Like he, he just was mm. missing everything, airballing shots, breaking them all over the place, and then had a couple of bursts in the first half. Where, and then he was just shooting it. I mean, they were doing exactly what I wanted. He was shooting <laughs> it in every. If he was hot last night, he could have gone for a hundred. He honestly, the first mm. half was pretty much ice cold and still scored 22 or 24 points. Scored um, the rest of them, 36 in the second half, 38 in the second half. I can't remember what, what, what the combination was. Wow. But what was really interesting about the game is at times it felt like it wasn't even a real game because like they were just giving them the ball in every possession. But the, 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 the Jazz were playing defense. They weren't like letting them score. They were playing defense. They were double teaming at times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were, they were trying to shut him down, um, at least, you know, relatively so. Like, they weren't trying to deny him the ball all the time. And obviously, if a team was doing this in real life, there'd be some level of you probably would be doing everything you could to not, not let him get the ball. And mm -hmm. they weren't doing everything they could. They were letting him bring the ball up. And, but he was scoring legitimately. Again, the guy's 37 years old. He's been injured. He has not had a good season. Um, but he was able to turn it on, in the, particularly in the fourth quarter. And the thing was, what was amazing about the game, watching it in real time, they were losing the game the whole time, and it didn't even seem like they were trying to win because they just were giving the ball to the same guy and seeing how many times he could shoot it. It didn't feel like a real game almost. Mm -hmm. And then right towards the end of the game, they're down double digits, a few minutes left in the game, and Kobe just caught fire and started hitting everything and came all the way back. I think it was with about three minutes left, he had maybe 45 points, mm -hmm. maybe 47. And it was like, is he going to get to 50? And oh, well, and then he finally hit it. He hit a three, and then he had another basket, got to 50. And I was like, wow, he actually made it to 50 points. And then he just kept going, <laughs> hitting difficult shots, hit one follow-up three, got fouled a couple times, wow. went to the line, wound up hitting two free throws with you know four or five seconds left to put him to 60 points. And he got fouled with, because they came all the way back, took the lead by three, and uh, wound up winning and holding on to the and came all the way back from a double-digit deficit. To, a nice to way to end the career. Yeah, it was really, it was, again, for a completely miserable season for Lakers fan, it was, yeah. fans, it was a legendary game. It's, you'll get a 30 for 30 out of that one. You'll yeah. get, a, I mean, it, cool. you know, uh, over this season, because it was, a, you know, a, a terrible season. They won 17 games. And 17 and 65. Yeah, it was still his farewell tour around it, the it country. It was just a tour, so. right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what it wound up being, but I mean, he capped it off nicely. I mean, it was, as much, I'm not like a big Kobe guy necessarily, but it was it was really fun to watch that last night. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's had a tremendous career. He's one of the greats. He's one of the all-time greats. I, I'd say top ten. Yeah, I, I'd I'd say top ten best mm -hmm. players of all time. Yes, got to be in fair. that discussion, mm -hmm. right? Triple eight seven two seven back. So anyway, uh, Black Mamba's done. Uh, that's apparently what they call him, um, and I guess that's okay. <laughs> so he said, "What else could I say? Mamba out." Yeah. And uh, that was it. Um, and his, his family, you know, was there. His wife uh, and his two kids, which you know, very nice. I just said ador an adorable family. I mean, yeah. obviously, they went through a lot at one point earlier sure in the career. Yeah, they um, uh, and uh, there's face a the rape allegations and all that. Oof. Yeah, and and he of course admitted to. He never admitted to the rape thing, obviously. No. Um, but admitted to having he, sex and with he her. He got out of it, but he, he, you know, he whether he did it or not, we'll never know. Obviously, but he mm -hmm. strongly denies it. However, he did uh, admit to uh, doing that with not just her, but other That's women. That's when he bought her, the, um, his wife, 
the four million dollar ring. Yeah. yeah, and that's but she still. I mean, look, they patch it up. You know, <laughs> yeah, they did. Them. I mean, it seems Apparently like they worked it out. Now, and, you know, I, for the four million dollar ring, I love him again too. Yeah, I bet you Guaranteed. would. Yep. I mean, but that's. I mean, the four million dollar ring has always had a lot of attention, and, and obviously it was a necessary gift at that particular <laughs> moment. However, peanuts as to what she would get if she he, she walked away. I mean, she could have uh, yeah, walked away true. and that's, had that's very true. a lot of money. She had everything. Yeah, but then you got to look. Half you know, of everything. If she's smart, which she was and is, I mean, she had to look for the future. There's a lot more piled in that bank right now. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love the way you think. It, it, always the worst in humanity. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, she loves it's them. Always the worst <laughs> in humanity. You are the worst. Every she loves single them. time. You are the worst person on earth. That's great. You That's are great, Jeffy. Thank the you. Worst person on earth. By the Thank way, you. did you get through your anniversary uh, last night? Still, oh, yeah. still married and stuff. Yeah, speaking oh, of four million dollar rings, what did it take to keep Amber? Uh, Apparently, with you? you know, we uh, we went out shopping and uh, I brought her to the big bin there at Walmart with the <laughs> seven eighty eight Blu ray DVDs. <laughs> Apparently, that wasn't a good idea. So you didn't even choose a particular DVD. <laughs> I, I so wanted her to pick. <laughs> you brought choice. her to the bin of the seven dollar and eighty eight cent <laughs> DVDs. Blu ray, and she could have had Blu ray. Any, any wow. of them Take in a that bin? Take yeah. one. Apparently, that's not a good idea. <laughs> You uh, are. A That's catch. a helpful tip for you. You're a romantic man. You really are. A you catch. really are. A... <laughs> How in the hell is she still sticking around? No one understands. It's a really good question. No one understands. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. <laughs> Forty six for Steph Curry last night. Though. Wow. Forty six and hit four hundred threes for the season. I think he ended wow. up four hundred one or four hundred two, breaking his own record from last year of two eighty six. Stanford University has rejected requiring its students to take uh, racist and sexist Western civilization courses. Good. Thank you, Stanford. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Because, man, I was afraid for a minute they were going to have to take them, and now they don't. Uh, <laughs> see, it was voted down six to one. And although some of the students at Stanford called for the campus to pass a referendum requiring all students to study Western civilization... Less than 15% of the student body supported the effort, and the referendum was voted down. Jeez. 1,992 to 342. So, it's really close. Uh, here's the problem with Western civilization. The dilemma is that during the 1980s, uh, when J Jesse Jackson marched alongside students who were demanding that the course be dropped from its place as a required part of the curriculum because it was racist and sexist, um, the West's history of colonization and racial oppression. How many times? How many times have I said it? I mean, I know you've got it on your on your car the, as the bumper mm -hmm. sticker, talking about the West. The West, and it, and it says exactly that. It's kind of <laughs> weird that it's right here because that's exactly how it reads on the bumper. Yeah, the well, bumper I assume they're quoting your car. Uh, probably, uh, probably. I will say, uh, <clears throat> I, someone, uh, I believe it was the the Twitter handle. There's a Twitter handle uh, at Pat's Car Bumper. Correct. 
um, which mm -hmm. constantly updates your car with the new bumper stickers we talk about. I never see them either. You know, I, I leave the building and stuff, and Pat's car is there. I never see them snapping <laughs> shots, but there it is. Yeah, there it is. Um, and uh, yesterday they, they did update it. Yes, they did. Did you see it? Yes, I did. And it was, because um, you, as you talked about, it was your biggest bumper sticker. It now pretty much covers all the other bumper stickers. In the back, yeah. Where is it? I don't know. I, you can see if you can find it, Jeffy. Let's send it over there so right. we can show it uh, next break. That's great. Because it was a... Uh, it was something about transphobic. Uh, you were very upset about transphobic uh, <laughs> yes, people yesterday. Yes, I was. So. And that's why I put a really big sticker on my. And it's big. My yeah, it's, it's a little. Big. I mean, Pat, it's do you a think it was too big? too big? Yes, I do. Really? I actually do think oh, it's wow. too big because wow. you can't see any of the other huh. messages now. Pretty much. Are you saying it's not as important as some of the other messages? I just wonder if it should drown out all other messages. Really? That's that would be my my predict. <laughs> I mean, have you thought about going to the side of the car or something? No. I haven't. It's all in the back. Yeah. It really is. Uh, That's what I, they're just like yeah. layered. Up. There's like an inch <laughs> thick of bumper stickers coming off the back of your car now. Okay, sorry about that. That's all right. Do you want to talk? That's all right. Uh, but we're, we're talking about the West now, and, and uh, oh, there's... That's an old one. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's an old one. Bring it up. Go, go, go. Oh, you can't see my screen anymore. <laughs> like free foreigner. Jeffy's uh, fat. <laughs> it's, that, it's that account. I just, uh, there is a... There's a new update they did yesterday. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny you never cover up the the uh, Jeffy, Jeffy is fat. fat. That no, never gets that was, well, I think that one's pretty important. You know, I, I think that's pretty I, important. I must have a, a diversity of theater. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fantastic because who would even remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. You have to look at. It. I know it's uh, Pat's car bumper. Did, they did uh, update it yesterday. Yes. The funny thing is, there a uh, it is. I, it be, that is a weird uh, thing that's happened on this program. That now every time you say something that's a little bit that seems strange, it's a new bumper. It's sticker. a new bumper sticker. You, uh, you have strong beliefs. I do. You know, that's I it. do it, especially about the West's history of colonization and racial oppression, mm -hmm. because it's also essential to understanding why the events at Yale and Missouri. Uh, arose in the first place, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, that's what I've been saying. I mean, what am I? What am I resisting? The collectivization of the uh, human uh, of uh, or manufacture, manufacture? Mm. or the institutionalization of the human psyche? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, is this go. an update? Do we have an update oh. now? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah. This is <laughs> see, that's too big. <laughs> if there's one thing I hate, it's transphobic hate speech. <laughs> no, it's weird because you have you can still see Jeffy's fat. That's what I said. Uh, and free foreigner, which is important mm -hmm. as well. Something about capsizing the Southern Marianas, uh, <laughs> as if it's a little too covered up. Uh, but you, I mean, look, you said this before. You really hate yeah. transphobic hate speech. Yeah. You hate it. And obviously, as the uh, person notes here. Uh, Pat wasn't kidding. He really cares about transphobic <laughs> speech. As a person noted, that's Pat's car. That's your. That's Pat's car's Twitter page. That's, that's your car uh, yes. speaking. That yeah. is legitimately a. It has its own Twitter account. You can't really tell what kind of car I have. It looks like maybe a Chevy or something. Is I was it gonna say maybe like a Nissan? A Nissan? Yeah. Or no, maybe a Honda Civic. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice uh, car though. I really like it. It is very nice. I like it. It's got a back windshield wiper. Point A to point B. Back yeah. window windshield wiper. You know, that's world class right there. It is. Uh, um, a student organization at Iowa State University has issued a bitter letter to the editor of the school's student newspaper, the oh, Iowa no. State Daily. Mm -hmm. In the letter, the group known as Latinos United for a Change, or Lucha, mm -hmm. which is not to actually the correct uh, letters for students, Latinos United for a Change. It would be... Mm -hmm. 
Well, I can't say it. Yeah. Lufak? Lufak? Mm -hmm. F-A-C? Okay. Yeah. Pop. Without the A at the end? Mm -hmm. You could say it well. that way if you wanted. <laughs> That's not how you say it, I noticed. Uh, it's becoming increasingly clear that there's a sickness spreading at Iowa State. So next time you use mandatory health insurance and head to the doctor, tell him or her you are experiencing these little-unknown symptoms. The symptoms are you can get your hair cut whenever you want. You can walk into the supermarket and find your favorite foods. You can see yourself positively portrayed in the media. You can see, speak your native tongue without getting looks or comments from other people. If you have symptoms like those described above, you may want to be checked for white privilege. Oh, gosh. I'm so tired of this. I... I oh. do, do you have white privilege, Pat? No. Actually... Uh, we, I would say we're, uh, we're not privileged at all, um, because, uh, people look at us and they, they don't see white. They see fat overweight. Yes. That's and that's see. really the first thing that they see. Jeffy, mm -hmm. you want to comment on that? No, I mean, I have white privilege. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Well, oh, you should be gosh. in prison. Oh. I mean, I, I would say the fact that you're not in prison is an indication of white privilege. <laughs> what else? I mean, why, why do you say you have white privilege? I mean, look at the life. Yeah. Look at the life. Look at look at the look light. At the seventy eighty seven eighty eight Blu ray DVD bin at Walmart is is the pretty light. sweet. That's pretty sweet. He's, he How was many did you let her buy? That? How many did you let her buy? Well, well I was going to let her pick a couple, but she really stormed off. Oh boy, I wonder why, Jeffrey. I don't know. I don't know, and I left too early. She talked to her this morning, so. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll this is... to catch up to her later today. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, stated goal of the letter uh, at Iowa State was to address the, quote, instant... Now all I can think about is institutionalization <laughs> of the... Uh, of manufacture. Oh, okay. No, of human psyche. psyche, you're psyche right. you're right. uh, the stated goal was uh, to address the institutionalized white supremacy at ISU, which is, I mean, I think everyone knows that there's institutionalized white supremacy at ISU. Everyone knows that. Everyone I mean, knows it's, it. it's the only thing discussed at most tables uh, across America. Uh, you know, are we headed for a race war here or what? It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty bad. I don't know if we're going it's to getting worse. I mean, there's definitely uh, seemingly uh, outbreaks of uh, the sort of protests that lead to that. I don't know if it's a huge uh, race war. But, I mean, the, the, there's polling to back this up. I'm going to do this in one of the polling segments this week. Showing just how much worse it's getting. Oh, yeah. The, 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 since Obama. Since Obama. I mean, it was since doing Obama. great until this guy came. Yep. We until played uh, What's-His-Face uh, Armstrong earlier in the radio show today. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they got booed saying everything isn't about race. Armstrong right. Williams, yeah. Mm -hmm. A black guy who uh, was a, is an advisor for a black presidential candidate uh, mm -hmm. doesn't understand racial uh, issues, apparently. I mean, come on. Uh, come on. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, more patent stew is on the way. Hang on. Why? Because we have white privilege. That's why we have a TV show. We grew up, and we were because we're white. We were given this show, just like that. Plus, well, they said when they said, it, "Are you guys white?" And then yeah. we're like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Okay, you got a show." Yep. That's how so basically. Seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. You stop running your mouth over there. We're back having a separate conversation over here. Okay? Yeah, but maybe you have that off microphone. Maybe that's what you do. It's a concept. It's a concept. Just, you know, you're just a disappointment. <laughs> I, mean, I come in here every day thinking this is going to turn around, and it never does.
<laughs> Maybe you'd stop thinking it's going to turn around. It's probably my fault. You know, this yeah. um, let's. Uh, <laughs> what? See? Now your mic's off. If I turn my mic off, then I can't talk. Now, you do realize that's a, a, a feature, not a bug for us? Like, we want, we want you to not talk to us? You do realize. All right. Uh, 888-727-BECK is the uh, phone number. Let's go um, uh, talk to uh, the Jimmy Kimmel thing uh, here. This is pretty good. Uh, Kimmel went, uh, he does this a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's a great bit. It's interesting because I, I, in the hierarchy of late night shows, to me right now, Fallon is, is wanted. Like, it's, it's his, it's his mm-hmm. gig. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Fallon, uh, or Jimmy Kimmel has a lot of really funny things. Uh, he is, I think, clearly second. And then... Yes. Clearly, third is Colbert to me. I have not, you know, I have not heard anything. Uh, really I don't even about think Colbert's third. I think Seth Meyers beats Colbert. Seth Meyers, yeah, yeah, maybe. I, uh, I think Meyers has probably passed up Colbert. I mean, he might. Colbert might be fourth. Now, Colbert's ratings are not Actually, as bad as as no, as, as no but stated. you know who else has more buzz? Oh, is that other yeah, guy? He's actually might be second. Guy. He might be second. Yeah, but James. Uh, what's his name? James Corden. Corden. Yeah. Uh, that guy, yeah. do you know they gave him a, uh, a, and I don't know if it's aired yet, a full primetime hour just for the car karaoke bit? Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I mean, and I will say that... Largely speaking, that bit mm. has been really was the only thing I've seen that's given him a lot of buzz. I mean, yeah. I, I know outside of that, I know people seem to like him. He seems funny, but I, I have mm-hmm. not, I've not heard. But he, again, those two, Fallon and him, have a good buzz. Kimmel, like I think every time I watch Kimmel, I really like it. Like it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he doesn't seem to get a huge buzz outside of a couple of bits like this one, where they go on the street and talk to people and, and make them look like idiots. They make them look like Jeffy, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. look at that. Look at that mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not funny. Oh, okay. Uh, here is uh, the Jimmy Kimmel. This is about um, the Avengers and presidents. What do you know more about? Name as many Avengers as you can. Oh, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, uh, Black Widow, <laughs> Hawkeye, wow. uh, Scarlet Witch, wow, uh, wow. Quicksilver. Good golly. Um, Going deep. Iron Man. I was going to say, Iron Man's in there, right? Uh, it's a big one. I think that's it. Is that it? Okay. Name, name as many U.S. presidents as you can. Eight. He got uh, eight. Grover Washington. <laughs> <laughs> he like Chief Police Beck. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 Batman. Robin. Superman. Batman. Avengers. I don't know. Aren't they just all different colors? <laughs> Blue, pink, green, yellow, or orange, dragnet, Dragnet. adventures, Uh, Hawaii (laughs) Five-O. I will say that would actually prove out that no one knows anything about anything. Right. Uh, Usually, it's uh, they know the pop culture, and that's what we do. A lot of the stuff we do more on trivia um, when we when we do that. It was a similar, obviously, segment. Um, But uh, that one will do pop culture questions right next to questions, basic questions about the news. And almost without question, they know the pop culture and they don't know the news one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of Usually that's what happens on those segments as well. Like they'll know all the Avengers and not know any of the presidents, uh, with the exception of that one guy who went really deep on the Avengers. Really deep. I mean, I, I, I've I never even, even heard close. of those. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I probably would not have named even Hulk I pro- because I didn't know he was part of that. But I would have I been able to name uh, Captain, America. Thor, Captain America and Iron Man. 
That's probably about it. Yeah. That's... Even looking at this, I like I would I would have known Scarlett Johansson from the movie, but I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, I don't know what her name is on it. Yeah, and then uh, I mean Hulk, because I don't think I I, don't, I probably would have forgotten about Hulk. To be honest, like Hulk to me is more in that that world of like the Superman and Batman, which I know he's not, but like to me in my head for some reason he is. Um, so that's interesting. I don't think I would have been able to come up with with. Uh, with that many Avengers by any means, but the presidents you should be able to come up with. I don't know, Barack Obama? I mean, he's currently the president. You should be able to come up with that one. I mean, you would think. If he was an born adult here, American, <laughs> yeah. would be able to. Name now, we don't know where that guy went out. He, he tried to go old school first, which was a mistake, and he went Grover Washington. <laughs> Grover Washington. <laughs> I love Grover. He combined Grover Cleveland and George Washington, obviously. <laughs> you should have start, I mean, you start out with the new ones that you know. You start out with, with the Barack yes. Obama, the George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the Bill Clinton, the uh, the, the John uh, F. Johnson, John F. Johnson. Thank you. Uh, John F. Johnson. Who knows John F. Johnson? The uh, Trent, Why are you laughing? Trent I mean, Tucker. Uh, Trent Tucker. Right. That's a good one. Trent right. Tucker. Trent Tucker was yeah. a, was a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, then you got uh, you uh, got uh, Roger Goodell. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, he was a big one. <laughs> a big one. Those are people of authority figures, uh, random three-point mm. shooters from the New York Knicks in the mid-'90s. Things like that's that. That's it. That's what you do. <laughs> I, I think that's very typical, though. I mean, you know, the old bit, uh, who used to do the one, was it Jay Leno? He would do the on-the-street yes. kind mm-hmm. of type of thing, similar mm-hmm. to the, what Kimball's doing there a little bit. And he would do, um, you know, who's the vice president of the United States, and they wouldn't be able to answer it. You're just like, who are these people? And every time, you know, because when we do more on trivia during the football season, we always get the calls. How come you're making fun of these people? That's not very Christian-like. That's so mean. I'm just asking. And it's like, wait a minute. First of all, I think there actually is a value of understanding that. And I do not think most people in talk radio understand it. And I, I don't, obviously, with this Trump stuff, obviously don't understand it either. There is a massive part of our, uh, of our culture and humanity and our citizenry that has absolutely no idea about the very basic elements of society. Mm-hmm. And we sit here all the time and dissect Obamacare and the policies that go on with it. And what about that uh, Dodd-Frank? Uh, that's interesting. What about this Chinese tire tariff that's being pro- We go through all this nonsense every day, and it's important. But it's important to a very small yep. slice of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you realize when you're doing more on trivia... When you call someone up and say, hey, who is John Boehner? And they've never heard the name in their lives. You realize that their vote counts as much as your vote. They walk among us. They, they do. And, and, you know, a lot of times, sometimes it, it seems impossible to win people over. Maybe that's not the right standpoint, considering they have no information to go on. A lot of this mm-hmm. is just feel. I mean, someone did a study a while ago about how basically the way the vast majority of people make their political decisions is they take one issue they could kind of care about and then they go with the side that's on that issue. So, like, if I, I care, like, I kind of care about gay marriage. You know, I got a, a gay friend who wants to get married. I think we should, right. gay marriage should be legal. You're a Democrat. For, like, 80% of people, <laughs> if they have enough, like, input or enough thought that goes into the process, as I just described, that's going to make their decision for them. You know, I really don't. I think ISIS is really bad. I'm going to be, you know, uh, you know I think we should invade. I'm yeah, going to be general Republican. Something. Like something like that, that simple, and it makes your all the decisions.
one thing this show uh, stands for and knows, I think, uh, foundationally, mm -hmm. uh, is that black lives matter and other lives do not matter. Thank you. Um, we here Thank you only for being care. so succinct and, and uh, stating it in a, in a courageous and uh, beautiful way. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just plainly true. It, um, you're right. Well, I will say this, 100% right. Asian mm -hmm. lives do not matter, okay? Um, Hispanic mm -hmm. lives. They don't there's, matter. There's n I, who cares, right? White, white people, lives. I really don't they care. Should, in fact, white people should be exterminated. Uh, we've been trying to push this. Uh, <laughs> we have a bill we're working on with a congressman. We can't tell you who it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but the bill would result in us exterminating the white race. <laughs> uh, that is what the goal of the bill is. It is uh, mm -hmm. So far, we've not... Uh, uh, again, we can't tell you which congressman is working. <laughs> no. One high-level congressman and uh, four senators. Right yeah, yeah, four senators. Um, mm -hmm. And again, we have not found enough co-sponsors mm -hmm. to bring it to the floor. No, but we're going to. But we, uh, let's, but I, whether we ever get this done politically or not, we're going to get the white race exterminated. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's going to happen. Because they, they just don't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. They're taking up all these resources from black lives so, that do matter. Yeah, thank you. You know, and that's, that's our big problem here with it. And, and it doesn't mm -hmm. hurt us personally, yes. I mean, we... I, I we think, don't care because we know we're worthless. Well, number one, we, we, know. Know, we know we're worthless. <laughs> Secondly, we'll probably stick around at least to the end of the extermination. Considering uh, we were, well, we were overseeing it. Yeah, so like we you know, don't, so you know, so we'll get once once we get rid of all the white people, though, mm -hmm. uh, then we will obviously uh, we will commit suicide or something, or um, some black people. We'll have some black people kill us. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't By matter, that time, whatever. we will be black. What's that? By that time, we will be black. I, I, no, no, because Black Lives Matter and we don't matter. Doesn't matter. If none of your fake. I will say that if we identify as a black person, then Thank we can you. stay alive, like mm -hmm. Rachel Dolezal. But if you do that, you are co-opting their culture, and that is unacceptable. So you can't do that. Well, why does she get away with it? Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I think it's because she's liberal. <laughs> I think that's be, why. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, Al Sharpton, we haven't heard a lot from him uh, recently. Um, he's been working at Chipotle mm -hmm. up until very. Uh, very recently, but he's uh, he's doing his Black Lives Matter thing. He's on the bandwagon, as you would expect. Mm -hmm. I showed up with Megyn Kelly last night to talk about it. Watch. Let me take you back to Ferguson, Missouri, and the case there against Officer Darren Wilson. He shot and killed Michael Brown. He said it was in self-defense. And you came out publicly and said it wasn't in self-defense, that there was no deadly threat to Officer Darren Wilson. The DOJ d found that was not correct. They could find no evidence that he was not in fear of his life and exonerated him. Do you feel bad no, about what you said? The, or, no. Don't destroy what the DOJ said. The DOJ said... They did not find evidence to prosecute him on civil rights. They said there was no reason to disbelieve, no evidence to disbelieve his story. He was in fear of his life. They said that he was not in violation of civil rights and that they found no evidence that he was in fear or that he was not in fear. No, no. They said there was no evidence to disprove his statement that he was in fear of his life. Great. The report from the Department of Justice specifically says the following on page 11, quote, the evidence does not support finding that Wilson was unreasonable in his fear that Michael Brown would once again attempt to harm him and gain control of his gun. And again on page 12, quote, there is no reliable evidence to disprove Officer Wilson's belief that he feared for his safety. That's from the Department of Justice. And obviously the, the, the real tragedy wow. here is this idea that white people should have the benefit of innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we fought for a long time to try to get that removed for white people. Mm -hmm. um, now, obviously, you know, 
so far we have this, we've got lots of documents and, and longstanding traditions and rules that, um, for whatever reason, make it so you have to have some evidence to put a white person in prison. This mm -hmm. is obviously bull crap. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it needs to end right away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to me, I mean, the, 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 the Pat and Stu plan for years. If I and admit, we're working tirelessly. Tirelessly. Behind the scenes to try to make sure that, you know, you, you can get into prison without any evidence. But mm -hmm. our, our plan is if a white person is, I think believe the, the exact language is seen, uh, then you can put them in prison. So, like, yeah. you have to actually see the person. And that's not, look, we want to go further than that, but that's mm -hmm. as far as we can get it right now. So if, far. if someone walks by a white person and sees them, they should be able to go to jail. Yeah. Immediately right. in prison for life. Right. Uh, we should throw that in as well. Uh, weirdly, Megyn Kelly uh, doesn't feel that way. I don't, I don't think. Oh, well, she, it, she continued to push well, Sharpton uh, uh, on this hmm. whole issue of the white cop who killed a black man. Which should, I mean, it's, uh, anyway, here's, here's the next part of that exchange. If the DOJ said that, then that is contrary to what eyewitnesses and others who called us into Ferguson. Mind you, Megan. But they investigated Can that. I finish answering your question? I thought you asked one. No, she didn't. When we talked to no. the witnesses and put them on my television show, they told us what they saw. So if I say what I believed to be the case based on talking to several witnesses, I should apologize for yes. My question is, what has been disproven? But it, but yes. No, what has been, first of all, if you suppose if the DOJ gets new evidence and it's not disproven, I what? stated what I believe. Yes, when so you get on TV every night, state what you believe to No, me. I don't. You don't? No. Well, I do. I state what <laughs> I, I know, because you're an opinion guy. I'm a journalist. Well, I'm an opinion. That's, you just answered your own question. I'm an opinion guy. Wow. So that was fallback position number 80, Jeez. in case he wanted to get by the end of that. Gosh, she's just destroying him here. Yeah, um, destroying him. There's more to this, and uh, I really want to see it. If you and I talk to the same witnesses, and the DOJ talks to the same witnesses, and they don't believe them, and, and you and I do, it doesn't make us wrong it means but you don't talk to all the witnesses the doj does they get people in there and it can be a crime to lie to an fbi agent it's not a crime to, to lie to rever now megan calm down Whether I now watch it with calm down there's something wrong with Ask Bill O'Reilly yes. about that. I had to lecture him on that one himself. Go by what you said. If I talk to witnesses and I believe them, DOJ may talk to more witnesses. But then you can't come and ask me to apologize for believing something that I was not privy to. Okay, so that you're just going back to the moment. But anyway, you, I'm talking about after the fact. After right. the fact, the moment when the DOJ oh, comes back to you and says you're wrong, why don't you apologize at that point? Apologize for believing it? For what you said, for telling the world that there was no deadly threat when there was. But I said what I believe. Did you correct the record? Did, no. did I correct what record? Did you go on your television program okay, and report to the question. world what the DOJ had actually found? I, 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 I reported what the DOJ said. That About the death of Michael Brown. I, I don't know <laughs> that I stated the line you want, but you didn't see me out there protesting afterward, did you? Did you? <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap. That is a good place to wrap because he basically said, yeah, I gave wow. up on this case yeah. wow. when it was proved that I was wrong. Um, she's great on that, by the way. And this is what she that's the sort of thing you do not want to get into with Megyn Kelly, because mm -hmm. she oh. she's a prosecutor. Yeah, she has that lawyer prosecutor mind that's just like she's just coming after you and after you. And she knows the details. And you try those little squirmy answers. 
Um, and this is, of course, why Trump doesn't like her. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the, that's the exact type of interview you need with Donald Trump. Because when he goes to those little answers, has he done a long interview with Megyn Kelly? Not that I know of. Because, I mean, there was the debate moments that we all remember, but I don't, I haven't, I mean, I know she said he's been on the show a couple of times, but not when he was running. And she apparently went to talk to him yesterday, yeah, uh, which is I interesting. I, I don't know why she would have done that. But And she's saying that she uh, requested the meeting with, yeah. Miss, as she, she said, Mr. Trump. Oh, my gosh. I would never call no. that. Guy, douchebag. Mr. Trump. That was no. That was going to go worse than douchebag on that moment. I would never <clears throat> call him that name because no. I know he wants it. Never. Right. Done. Never. Uh, it's interesting, though, because no matter what you say, no matter what the evidence, no matter what the facts, uh, Al Sharpton's still not wrong because he believed it. Um, it's, it's the same thing he did with the Duke lacrosse case. Those... Yep. Those white guys on that Duke lacrosse team who he accused of raping the black woman did not do it. And he never admitted to, the, to, to, to being wrong on that because he believed it. Well, just because you believe it doesn't make it okay when you find out the evidence and the facts. Then you correct the record as she asked him at the end, have you corrected the record? No, of course he hasn't. He's not going to. He's like Trump in that way. Um, I, like how he thinks I don't know he, how they get away with that. I love how he thinks he won there, too. It's like, well, you didn't see me out there protesting, did you? And then he grabs the mic and puts it in her face. In other words, like, you were not going to answer that one, are you? Well, first of all, I don't know if he's been out there. I honestly yeah. would not be able to answer that question. But secondly, that's not enough. When you tell everyone that this cop is murdering yeah, black not, people because he enough. hates black people, just not showing up at the next rally is not enough. You need to come out and say, oh, by the way, he didn't hate black people. Maybe mm. this guy who's still surely living uh, under fear for his life on a daily basis because of the stuff Al Sharpton said about him. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he would appreciate you coming out and saying, you know what? Wow. Doesn't look like this guy was a racist at all. Now, he can still latch on to things in that report. I mean, there was uh, they took they took the police department as a whole and ran it through the ringer pretty well. Yeah, but um, not, just not uh, just not him and not this incident. Yeah, but they they did say some bad things about the police department. Why not? Mm -hmm. You can say, look, it looks like thank God this was not a racial incident and there was something there. However, the rest of the police department really does have problems and it needs to be worked on. That's a fair position for Al Sharpton to take at this point. But for him to sit there and defend it and act like he's not, he did the same thing with the Duke Lacrosse people. Yeah. He did the same thing with Tawana Brawley. He's still doing it now. Look, I believed her at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to apologize for anything. I believed her at the time. Well, you destroyed these men's lives mm -hmm. by what you did. You destroyed police officers' lives. He doesn't care. And he doesn't care. And these young uh, college students, he destroyed their lives, too. Uh, a lot of them had a really difficult time after that. And the Duke lacrosse team was tainted for years. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, a friend of a friend was on the Duke lacrosse team at that time. And had mm. to deal with that and went afterwards to go get, you know, your Duke. You're on, yep. you're on the lacrosse team. He was very smart, uh, probably had his choice of any job he wanted. Not for a couple of years. He went through a couple of years of being rejected from interviews because he was on the Duke lacrosse team. And he wasn't even part of the, uh, he wasn't like, no one said he raped anybody. He wasn't like one of the main people in it, but he was mm -hmm. on the team. Mm. Uh, and I think he was at the party at one point, but was not even accused of anything bad. It was just at a party. Um, and still uh, went through years of having to take lesser jobs or just being outright rejected 
for jobs um, after he left college because of this incident, because of people like Al Sharpton. Right. I think he's, you know, now it's turned around so much now, it's, uh, he's been able to clear yeah. that, but still. But Sharpton doesn't care about any no. of that. He doesn't, he doesn't care what lives he's left in ruins or the hardship he needlessly caused people because he supposedly, not only does the guy have an opinion, he, he starts accusing them of heinous acts before he has any of the facts. And that's not right. I no. mean, it's, it's just not right. You can march on, on uh, Washington and you know, try to get civil rights, but when you're talking about crimes like this that you don't have the evidence of, you, you can't go off half-cocked and start uh, running off at the mouth on a bullhorn about how these white guys raped a black girl when they didn't do it, and you don't know that they did it, and you don't have the evidence. It's just it's not right, and he doesn't care. Just doesn't care. Yeah, uh, I, I, that idea of innocent until proven guilty is just not part of what Al Sharpton thinks. <clears throat> not he has at all. a predetermined uh, set of uh, he, 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 even in, innocent after being proven yeah. guilty. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he, matter. He doesn't care. Even when the when I mean Tawana Brawley is the most <clears throat> egregious no, example of this, yeah. uh, where he I mean led the charge and let this let all these cops fry for their horrible rape of this woman, this girl. And then she came out and she she said she was lying. I mean, like, look, you should she uh, anyone who says they're a rape victim um, deserves to be taken seriously and deserves to have uh, uh, um, an investigation done to see if their claims are true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you could argue uh, maybe even deserves someone helping them through that process, advocating on their behalf, making sure that their voice is heard. But to come out and basically accuse these uh, cops of rape with no evidence other than her word then she says she was not telling the truth and you don't even back on to, off of it 30 years later i mean it's like, that's, that's just psychosis yeah the fact that this man was given a tv show with that resume is absolutely amazing I, although i mean yeah we, i guess we did this right right you know enough said i mean he's got a radio show on this network enough said he appears on two other shows sometimes three other shows I mean, his resume is obviously worse than... Enough said. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up in a minute as we do a little self-introspection. First question from the feed. Uh, yes. uh, referring to uh, Al Sheffield, uh wanted to know uh, what did Rush Lombard have to say about DOG? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> We're doing a new study. It's a Bible study here on the Pat and Sue Show. Um, and we, as you know, we like to get uh, uh, our the Bible people. excerpts from the best people. Best people. Best, best and scholars. And the best person out there is, of course, on the Bible. When you're talking Bible. Well, the, with the guy with the, the best, best words. Person, the best words mm -hmm. on the best Bible mm -hmm. is, uh, is Donald Trump. I mean, he knows the Bible Donald. bigly. We've talked about this bigly. many times uh, before. And he really lit it up today with Bob Lonsberry. Uh, who uh, asked him a question. Is Bob still on in Rochester? Is that where he's on? I think, yeah, WHAM. Yeah, okay. Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Uh, is there a favorite Bible verse or Bible story that has informed your thinking uh, or your character through life? What a fun question. Mm -hmm. What a fun, fun question. Because our 
favorite Bible? I'd like to. I like to call Donald a uh, scriptorian. Yeah, I He's think it's, it's certainly <laughs> a, an academic you know, um, yeah. when it comes to this sort of thing. But yeah. scriptorian is probably the best yeah. way. Almost to... a theologian. Yes. You know, I... A scriptorian yes. slash theologian. Yeah. Yes. So go so ahead. So is your favorite, what's your favorite Bible verse or story? Mm-hmm. He said, quote, well, I think many. I yeah, mean, many. When we get into the Bible, I think many, so many. And some people <laughs> look, an eye for an eye. You can almost say that. That's not a what? particularly nice thing. But, you know, if you look at what's happening to our country, I mean, you see what's going on with our country, uh-huh. how people you are do. taking advantage of us, and they scoff at us, and they laugh at us, and they laugh at our face. And they, what, what Bible verse is this? And they take, uh, they're taking our jobs, the, okay. um, and they're taking our money, uh-huh. and they're taking the health of our country. What about Mexico? And we have to be firm, and we have to be very strong. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we can learn a lot from the Bible, I can tell you. So, uh, so interesting. I mean, and that, of course, is from uh, uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Well, uh, it's uh, actually Matthew 538. It's actually Matthew, I was trying to do the, the two Corinthians thing, but it didn't work. Um, but in Matthew, it says, uh, again, I'll give you this, uh, the new international version. You have heard what, it, what it, has, it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek also. Mm-hmm. The message of it is don't do an eye for an eye. The thing that you're saying influences you most in the Bible is the thing they're telling you not to do. (laughs) See, he has no idea. I mean, the guy has no idea that eye for an eye was like a, uh, that was a law of Moses. Right. Christ, when he came changed all that yes it brought us a higher law that is, yes that is the uh, and then so eye for an eye became turn the other cheek right and he has look, no idea he has uh, no again, idea he has no idea he just knows that's in the bible right and it's something that he likes he knows eye for an eye is in the bible because not that he's read it he's just heard of it yes he's heard of it he's heard of it he knows it's a biblical it. reference yeah you know, I mean, it's like he. I, I, Same I with saying, the, the, uh, the the money thing. Money you know. being the root of all evil. He right. knew that was. Yeah, he knew. Was, yeah. He just didn't know it was the love of money. Right. He didn't know that. Didn't know that. I mean, this is. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. How does this work? And then you've got all of these uh, evangelicals or all of these uh, uh, God people who just love him and defend him to the hilt. I still feel. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I, uh, I don't. I got, I got some of them on my Facebook page last night, and it's like, what, what, what's wrong with you? Seriously, really, you're a big uh, Bible person, you're a big uh, Christian person, and this is your guy. Why, why? Show me where it's any well, part of his life. Did you not just hear what Stu read? I oh, no, I didn't. Maybe you should repeat it, Stu, because. I mean, it didn't sink you're in. asking that question after in. he read that? Yeah. So, that, so Lonsberry, who was a talk show host in Rochester, uh, New York, mm-hmm. asks him about his favorite Bible verse. And he says. That well, informs his life. Right. And his character. And his character. And well, here it is. I think many. Many. I mean, when we get into the Bible, mm-hmm. I think many. When so, we get into the Bible. I think many. He thinks many. So many. <laughs> <laughs> and people, and some people, look, an eye for an eye. You can almost say that. 
That's not a particular. You could almost say an eye for an eye. You'd almost say it. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean I could almost say it? Well, you could almost say, you could almost say that. That's not a particularly nice thing. But you know, if you look at what's happening to our country, I mean, when you see what's going on with our country. Well, if you take my eye, I won't see what's happening with the country. That's a great point. Yeah. So he really doesn't understand this at all. No, he doesn't. Um, how people are taking advantage of us, and how they scoff at us and laugh at us, and they laugh at our at our face, not to our face. Mm-hmm. It's important to know they don't laugh to our face. They laugh at they our laugh face. At our face. So they're saying. He, so I your think face is funny. Your face is hilarious. It's um, okay, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're taking our jobs. They're taking our money, and they're taking the health of our country. And we have to be firm and to be very strong. And we can learn a lot from the Bible. That, I can tell you. And he did. Again, you didn't. So, I mean, is he going back to Leviticus? Is that what he's going for? Or is he going for, does he, is he aware that the Matthew part exists? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not, I, I'm not, a, I'm not even sure he knows the Leviticus part exists. Right, he just knows it's, he I, just sure knows he, it's there somewhere. There's right. something about an eye for an eye. He's heard that. And he throws. What's that out. amazing to me here, Jeez, beyond all of this, because look, I, you would I think, do not necessarily learn a scripture. Right. Why have you can come up with something? Out. Yeah, enough people have asked you now. I think it started with Rick Warren or somebody. Yeah. Somebody asked him about this. By now, don't you at least <laughs> try to come up with one scripture that you can toss out there? I mean, you're a candidate. All right. My favorite scripture is um, Jesus wept. I mean, at least that's a scripture. It's the shortest one in all of the Bible, but at least it's an actual scripture. Two words. Memorize and it, them. It, it reminds me that, you know, he had a lot of compassion. And when I start to feel, you know, a little bit angry, maybe overly angry, I remember the scripture is, is my favorite. And I know it's simplistic, but... That doesn't change the fact that it ha- it has a significant meaning in my life. Jesus wept. How that's tough a, is that? I mean, that's a great. If he would do, How he would do that. that. Yeah. I think of that, it, it affects me bigly. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and then go on and with your Mexico. normal nonsense. <laughs> uh, that's why I want to bomb ISIS. And that's why. And Mexico, right. kill Mexicans. That's why. Um, no, I think. Uh, right. That's why it's called uh, We Have a Country. Take this out of whether you think Donald Trump is a good Christian. Because mm. honestly, he doesn't. He, you know, he doesn't I, even pretend to be one. He doesn't even really pretend it, although he does say it. He does. So you have to say he is pretending it to be one. But he barely puts any effort into it. I right. get that. And I don't need him to be. A, a, I don't need, uh, you know, a biblical scholar as as our president. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, don't, I can understand that. And I, I think a lot of people say we're not we're not electing a pastor. We're electing a president. And I get yep. that. I'm fine yep. with that. Yep. I don't expect someone to have, you know, deep theological um, analysis. I mean, it's great if you have it, but it, I don't need it. My issue here is, as a candidate, you have been put into a corner multiple times over the same issue. And mm-hmm. here you are in interview nine, where you've been asked this question, and you still have nothing. From the basic levels of preparation that you would need to get through a presidential campaign when they are turning against you in the media, which is coming soon, and it's started to happen already, when we get to a general election, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to do this to this guy over and over and over again because he thinks he's too smart to have to prepare for it. And that has got to tell you and give you major warning alarms uh, when it comes to this guy actually being a general election candidate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even take... 
the time to come up with something feasible to answer these questions. Again, Pat just did it with two freaking words. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. <sighs> and, you know, even this person is, if she gets up against him in the general election, will beat his brains in uh, election-wise. Even though she, uh, Hillary Clinton is one of the bigger hypocrites on the face of the planet, she will beat uh, Donald Trump's brains in if it comes to that. Um, there's a story out today that the Clinton Foundation pays male executives, yes, much more than their female counterparts. Uh, this is Miss uh, Income Equality. This is Mrs. I women deserve and need, and I'm going to do half of them in my cabinet. That's my goal, and I can't believe women are paid less than men, and that's my big issue. Male executives who work at the Clinton Foundation reportedly make 38. Wow, 38 percent more than their female counterparts. Whew. On average, the male execs made $109,000 more than the women did, according to this uh, report. There are nearly three times more male executives than females employed by the foundation. The filings show that the foundation's highest-paid male executive, uh, the organization's director of sponsor and marketing, made $484,000 in 2013. They pay some serious cash yeah. for these people. Yeah, That's serious money. By comparison, the foundation's highest-paid female... Uh, is CEO, wait, the CEO makes almost $300,000 less mm. than the sponsor and marketing director? Wow. What? Uh, can that be? No. She made, made $201,000 in compensation during the same period of time. Yeah, I mean, I mean maybe. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. What is that about? Um, she's the only female executive to eclipse 200,000, and she's the CEO. She made 201. Um, findings stand in contrast to much of Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton's political rhetoric. And, of course, this is very... It, it, this happens every single time. Story every very familiar uh, Obama to, did the same uh, thing during uh, his campaign. Uh, any talk radio audience has ever heard this story. But, again, mm -hmm. this is one of those stories that nobody else knows. I mean, I hope, I hope this continues to get It spread. is the gift that keeps on giving, though, yeah, because these they, hypocrites do it. Every single time. I will say this. It's on the same plane as this Donald <clears throat> Trump Bible answer. At this mm -hmm. damn point, what? how have you not solved this? Yeah, why don't I don't you care if you got to pay sure. every female secretary $600,000 a year. I don't care. Get these numbers in alignment. Right. We all know it's a BS statistic, but you've got to make it look good. Yes. How have they not solved this? I don't know. Hire a woman for every role <laughs> that you need to, you know, that's higher up to get this number right. It may be, in the Clintons' case, that they feel so insulated from the yeah. spotlight of the press, they don't think they have to. I, I don't probably know. true. I don't know. And so far, they've been right on that, wow, generally speaking. Amazing. Although some media organizations have actually asked yeah, them about have. this. Obama as well. A lot of them and just their answer is like, like well, her. look, we're, remember Josh, I think it was Josh Ernest or it was Jay Carney, said, well, yeah, but we're a lot better than some other places. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? That was his excuse. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, why don't you have it? You say yeah. it's like basically the reason why this is occurring is because mm. men hate women. That is your pitch on this issue.
Mm -hmm. and we're a little bit better than some of those other places, is not a good answer for that. <laughs> you you hate them a little less? Uh, it's a terrible answer. Uh, I mean, you're the one putting this ridiculous wow. um, emotion uh, attaching, uh, attached to it. I mean, everyone, and we've talked about these statistics a million times, I mean, where you know, men tend to choose jobs that are more dangerous, that have less availability for mm -hmm. leave, that, mm -hmm. and those jobs, you know, you go to a freaking oil derrick for six months, it pays better than the nice health care job that's down the street that you Women have different priorities. Women have different priorities, many times better priorities than mm -hmm. men do, but money seems to be one mm -hmm. that men chase. Mm -hmm. So they tend to do this. There's also situations where people leave the workforce, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, men have had longer uh, seniority. Uh, I'm going to say something controversial. Do you mind? I mean, if you're going down <laughs> Do you mind? some hateful road, I'm going to uh, be very upset. You might have to chastise me. Here's... This, oh, I believe this to it. be a fact. Please don't do it. Men don't get pregnant. And wow. as a result... call. I want you to call the transphobic <laughs> hate speech people and let them know. But as a result, I mean, generally speaking, I hate, Ge to, I hate to generalize. You did generalize. I hate to, but I you just You said generally did, speaking. Mm -hmm. Generally how, speaking, how men you? don't take pregnancy leave. And... It, and then, interestingly the enough, yeah. they, if, if they don't yeah. tend, tend to take pregnancy leave for multiple months. Please don't hate me. And then, in addition to that, they tend mm -hmm. to come back after the pregnancy, after the birth. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, that mm -hmm. does not the case with women. They wind up choosing, hey, you know what? I, even people that think yeah. they go right to the birth and they say, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'll be back in three months. And Glenn's then they get in the daughter. middle of it and they say, you know what? Screw this. I yeah. have more important things to do. Yes. And that's great. That's a great decision. It's a yes. better decision. Hannah, who's Glenn's daughter, actually worked here and did a great job in the yeah. book division. Mm -hmm. And she fully intended to come back after her baby. And, you know, obviously was going to be on leave for, I think, six weeks or whatever the normal thing is. And then she had the baby and decided, no, I don't want to be away from the baby. Whatever the normal thing is, you don't even know. Stayed home. <laughs> Stayed home. And, uh, that's great. That's so great. There's nothing negative about that's, that. But no, her numbers will be skewed. Right. Let's right. say she leaves the workforce and she, you know, right. she she decides to stay home and, until the kids are nine or ten, and then decides, you know mm -hmm. what, I'm going to go back to, to work while they're at school, mm -hmm. uh, work a part time job. Well, she'll be making less money. She'll have nine less years of experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this these are the things. These are the choices we make, and we act as if money is the most important thing. It's not. You know, that is not how, I mean, Jeffy aside, that is not how we're supposed Thank to make you. all of our decisions. Let's say there's two executives, though, and they both work at Apple, and they both do exactly the same thing. Who makes more? A lot of times, the woman. The woman. Yeah. A lot of times. When you break it down by category, and you, you, you normalize for things like education differences, uh -huh. experience. All things um, being equal. Times though. in the workforce, uh, you know, performance. Uh, and you find out mm -hmm. that, you know, men a lot of times learn, earn less. And, you know, it yeah. depends kind of on the industry, but overall, there is essentially no wage gap. We've, and, and, you know, this is not a surprise <laughs> to this audience, but it's another one of those things that people, uh, I mean, I'm amazed. The, the data is so flimsy on this particular statistic. I'm actually amazed the Democrats still tout it. It's so bad. It is so bad. It's, it's, it's bad enough. Because they even get hammered by the Washington Post. Yeah, they'll come out the and New say, this Times. Is, we rate this mostly false. Right. They'll come out and say, look, you know, what they're saying is not really true. But they don't care. And they don't really it works. care. It I guess it's works. just effective. And they it just must care. resonate with people. Yeah. But again, Clinton Foundation pays their employees, uh, their male employees, 38% more than the women. Uh, okay. More patents too coming up in a sec. That's amazing.
interesting. Hi, welcome. Pat and Stu. What's interesting? Stu? People are uh, talking about uh, Donald Trump's favorite Bible verse on Twitter at World of oh, Stu. It's at so Pat hard Stu. to it's so hard to pick one. Yeah, because and that's what he said. There were many. There there are many that inform his life and his character, and just one of the many is that whole thing about the eye. Okay, mm. you know, I don't know that he could remember all the specifics on it, but there was a thing about an eye that he loves, and and I think he's right about that. The the you know the eye. I mean, that's... thing that's in the when you're in the bible i'm talking when you get to the bible there's an eye thing there that it's a it's a it's about an eye and i love i it's about glasses love <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> a little house of cards uh, although you don't watch it you just no. made a very very solid house of cards reference um so uh so some people asking is there is there possible to give a worse answer because you're actually picking something that Later on, they say, hey, make mm-hmm. sure you don't do that. Like, it's a, you're actually citing something that, that builds your character, where later on they'll say, hey, that's probably something you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a worse answer? Another person saying, um, uh, well, hey, what happens when Trump becomes a POTUS? How upset will you guys be? My answer was uh, quite. I would be quite upset <laughs> in, that, in that situation. I would think it's yeah. terrible. Um, yeah. I, 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 First of all, I'm I convinced think- he will uh, find a way to eliminate our jobs. I, I'm convinced he will work against us. <laughs> well, that's to shut on a up, personal level. Shut our operation down. So I'll be very upset about that. However, uh, I, you really, know, maybe you'll be happy about it, but we won't be. Much more for the country. Um, yeah, I, it would be terrible. But there's a and freedom the issue there. That, yes, uh, I would like to be employed and I don't know, not in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else suggested here's another uh, verse he might be able to cite next time, which is Second Timothy three verse one through five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but understand this: that in the last days there will become times of difficulty for people. Will, will be lovers of self, lovers of money, hmm. proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, <laughs> ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avo- Phew, avoid such people. I'm glad we haven't seen anything like that yet. <laughs> Is that right? That's a... Uh... I, mean, I don't think there's does that ever... ex- does that i mean is there an adjective there that doesn't describe donald trump let's look through that list again yeah, uh, everything you said at the very beginning was absolutely dead on you know prideful uh arrogant meaning virtually the same thing but um abusive abusive Lover of self. Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, yeah. slanderous, without self-control. All of it. Yeah. Uh, Greedy. Brutal. Not loving. Good. Jeez. Treacherous. Reckless. Swollen with conceit. Yep. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Yeah. To a T. Yep. Um, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Well, yeah, he claims godliness, mm-hmm. claims he's a great person, mm-hmm. claims he loves the Bible. It's his favorite favorite book. Uh huh. Avoid such people. Wow. <laughs> Donald Trump, 2016. Avoid <laughs> such people. All right. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Here's a scientific explanation for why everyone, I guess, but me, hates Nickelback. Uh, I really don't. I I don't mind their music. I mean, yeah, I mean I'm not into them. a lot of Nickelback. I don't own a CD. Or an album or any music of theirs, but uh, I'm not a fan. I like them. But I don't understand the hatred. Like I, I they just seem like it a normal rock. Unhinged. Yeah, like a, I didn't Unhinged. like that particular era of. I guess that was 
pop alternative Look, rock. Look, four handsome men, right? Well, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't, are who people, uh, are people criticizing their looks? I don't know that that's the part well, of it. Maybe I, it is. Sometimes, you, if you're a pretty boy or whatever, you get harsher treatment. Mm. In the music industry. Well, one Finnish researcher has I tried to get to the bottom. Personal experience. <clears throat> Go ahead. One Finnish researcher <laughs> tried to get to the bottom of why music critics love to hate on Nickelback. Her study uh -huh. in metal music studies, beautifully titled Hypocritical BS Performed Through Gritted Teeth, Authenticity Discourses in Nickelback's Album Reviews in Finnish Media argues that it's a matter of authenticity. Critics don't see Nickelback as genuine. But I mean, like, do uh, they see why? Justin Bieber as genuine? Do they see no, but he Rihanna as too. genuine? I mean, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I guess he does, too. Yeah. Um, Rihanna doesn't, though. I mean, every does uh, Nicki Minaj, is she genuine? I don't know. Is Kanye West genuine? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's a, it's a performance business. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there who aren't genuine. Maybe I picked some bad examples there, but it just seems like, to me, you've got a lot of people who are not genuine when it comes to entertainment. I mean, politics, things like that. Um, so they're a little too similar to bands, uh, beloved bands like Nirvana. I mean, aren't perceived as adding anything original to the formula. They are Instead not out, like a Nirvana. No. Shut up. I mean, there's so much more pop than Nirvana yes, is. Yes. Um, instead, was. cranking out hits that might be described as grunge light. I guess that's what they're saying, though. Mm. Um, the hope and memory of grunge can be seen to be soiled in the worst kind of way in the hands of bands just like Nickelback, who represent everything grunge was against, not at least of all commercialism. This makes me like Nickelback or more. Read success. <laughs> yes. Not to mention they're boring. The similarities between Nickelback and older bands makes their music predictable mm. and is such bland. No one feels like Nickelback or its members are dangerous. When they try to be edgy, they come off as trying too hard. I did mm. feel that. They did have like one like revolution song. Remember we played that at one point? It I do remember that feel, vaguely, yeah. It didn't feel right. Yeah. Um, they may sing, uh, sing about drinking hard, but the public doesn't see Nickelback's members as living in the rock and roll lifestyle. One critics blasted them for singing about drinking without dr ever drinking on stage. <laughs> they wouldn't what? drink on stage, Pat. Um, they're thinking, this is unreasonable. Yeah. Stuff. They're saying that they, they, they come off as fake, sanitized, and commercialized. Which so. I think, uh, certainly they're commercialized, but I mean, look, lots of bands are commercialized. Yeah. Uh, fake and sanitized, uh, I would say that kind of, to me, there's a little bit of truth into that. Like, they come off to me as like, I, mm. uh, they're, they're trying to be this like edgy band, but they're not really an edgy band. But that, I mean, that's, that's not a reason to like... A, Called them Hitler. So I mean, they really right, are hated right. at this level. Where to mm -hmm. me, it seems completely unfair. And does one of your band members have to have uh, choked to death on his own vomit in order to be a legitimate rock band? I mean, it, it seems you have that to have way. Somebody who's passed out, vomited, and asphyxiated in their own barf to to be real. Well, okay, I mean, yes. Nirvana is a good example. Like you know, if yes. if Kurt Cobain doesn't kill himself, right. You know, Nirvana's probably still, you know, remembered fairly well and better, yeah. certainly better than Nickelback. But there was a credibility that like, this guy really was that depressed. Yes. And like, and that's yeah. sad. I mean, that's not a good. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing like, because know, these are people's lives. And that was the whole angst-ridden thing of grunge, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah. what's his face from Pearl Jam was the same. Everything he sang about was abuse. Everything was yeah. like, Jeremy Shut up. Shut up. I hate my parents. Yeah. Yeah. 
mean, that was the, the thing, right? Oh, I hate but that But there's something stuff. about I mean, Scott, the tortured too. artist that feels more authentic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there? that was Bob Scott, man, with I, the first round of ACDC. I mean, he lived it. You know, I, I don't you, know that he hated his parents. His was a different deal. No, but his deal. was, I mean, if you his want blood, a, you got it. Yeah, his was a rock-hard kind yeah, of party-hard. You want blood, you party got hard it. There's something be, being close to that raw nerve, though, as an yes. artist. That, yeah. that, that, I mean, like, you know, I, uh, I love Fiona Apple, as you guys know. And probably oh, you, when you think of raw nerve, you think of you think I, Fiona. I swear, though, you look at her. I mean, <laughs> she, the, thing, the reason why she's, uh, uh, to me, the best songwriter of a generation Mm-hmm. Is because she is six inches away from like hanging herself all oh, the time. Oh, well, that's true. And it's like she's <laughs> is so she in real life or tortured. Is I think the answer to that is music. I, I think it's I think it's real, and I and I think it's more. That's how Amy Winehouse was. Yeah, yeah. and it's Same like thing. she is so uh, so up and down, mm-hmm. and has these huge roller coaster rides, incredible happiness, incredible sadness. Talking about a normal day at work isn't a good song. Yeah, you know, right. and it's like right. movies aren't made because nothing bi- happens in bipolar. Them. You think? I don't know. I mean, maybe she's just so, mm-hmm. and you're like, you just like she's everything she feels is ten times as as intense as what I feel. <laughs> and I, we've talked about this with about Glenn yeah. both on and off the air. Mm-hmm. And I think while Glenn comes in here on certain days and is in the best mood in the world, mm-hmm. hilarious, joking, just mm-hmm. and the next day he comes in and you think he or just, maybe that afternoon, maybe that afternoon, you think <laughs> the entire <laughs> world is going to collapse. And it's just that Glenn, part of Glenn's gift. And I honestly think this is a gift for, mm-hmm. for artists. And I know um, I'm sure uh, all of the artists of the rock world would love to be compared with Glenn Beck. But it's true <laughs> in that he is so close you to know who would love feeling the those things. Muse. Muse. Because they love him. I mean, they're just like him. Right. They're just like him. They're just like you know him. They Identical. believe the same things. Yep. They love the same things. Yeah. They party at the same places. The same places. They are just like Len Muse. Is, I, I forget the lead, especially the lead singer. Oh, God. They're identical people. Oh, my people. gosh. They're, they're identical they're the same people. Person. And what was the group from Boston that does the, the Irish music? Do you remember oh, that? right. Do you remember the that? Irish music? Right. Wait, I, they, I don't. Oh, God. Oh, look them up. Someone on the feed will remember. Yes. Was that Tampa? We, no, or no, was no, just, no, oh, no, no, it was here. And we, were, we made fun of him because they said something about how bad Glenn was. And so we said, you know who's exactly like Glenn is? And we just made a big deal. <laughs> I can't remember that. I want to say <laughs> Mighty Mighty Boston's. It was not them, though. It was, um, no one remembers this? I uh, think that might have been pre-me. No, no, no. You no, were definitely here. It's the really? last couple of years. Definitely oh, okay. we're here. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll find, we'll it. find it. All right, we'll Ugh. find that and come back with pads, too. The <laughs> Everyone's not going to the uh, exact mm. stuff we talked about on the air with this Trump thing. Uh, Trump's favorite Bible verse is, is a teaching explicitly contradicted by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So That's right. Good. I mean, yeah, it's, it is in there. It's in mm. there a couple times. The second time, though, it kind of says that's not, not really 
you should be doing. <laughs> uh, now, look, I mean, you know, there's obviously it, it, the more than anything. It's I, I could take us. We could go. We could go and rant about how he's obviously has no like doesn't even think about faith unless the word comes up. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. But mm-hmm. the idea that like he can't prepare just as a candidate. Right. I mean, a guy who was running for uh, city comptroller. If he was answered, asked this question one time, would have an answer for it the second time. This is like the fifth no or sixth time. It. He can't come up with anything. Yeah. How about the, you know, the Easter answer is a great example of that. Yeah. After you've been asked over and over and over, you would think when you're doing an interview on the Friday before Easter or the Monday after or, or the day of, I think it might have even been Easter, and you're asked, you're go- you know you're going to be asked about Easter mm-hmm. and what it means to you, you might have the word Jesus prepared, not not Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might say resurrection. No, he says, it's uh, it's very special. Easter is is really, sp- it's about, uh, f- you know, family get together and uh, something. Family get together and something? Uh, Man, that sounds like Easter. Ooh, it's just like, I feel like I'm at church right now. <laughs>